Rest is delayed following what Noel shared with us last week, which is, was a great, that was just a really great encouragement for all of us to remember uh, that our community has got to somehow find a rhythm of rest in spite of our busy schedules. I mean, I know that sometimes I think, well, as soon as I stop being busy, I'll rest. Somebody answer my question. Do I ever stop being busy? No. I don't ever stop being busy. So if I don't make a decision, I'm going to stop, rest. Busyness is not going away. A local church, I mean, I I hear it all the time. A local church can become the worst slave master of all. With all these expectations, if a local church does not figure out a rhythm of rest... I mean, if we have something scheduled every night with an expectation, you better be there, then we're not a community that ever finds a rhythm of rest. It has to be a rhythm of rest because we're like busy and we're not going to stop being busy. And then, thanks, Noel. I didn't get to pick up my cell phone all week at the first thing in the morning because we have this, like, we have this constant technological temptation. So finding a rhythm of rest. True confessions, I turn my phone off every Friday night. If you have an emergency Friday night, you will not reach me because my phone is off and it stays off until sometime in Saturday when I turn it back off. So some way we've got we we to figure out a rhythm of rest. Turn the thing off. Uh, you know, don't look at Facebook 20 times a day is what Susan tells me. So we have to find rest. So, Noel, thank you. Truthfully, thank you. Rest is a historic spiritual exercise. It's been practiced from the very beginning. Everybody that's followed Jesus from the time of Jesus has talked about the discipline, the exercise of rest. It's what Jesus did. Jesus said, come away. Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. That's what Jesus said to the 12. That's where Noel was last week. So I'll just remind you, Jesus had asked the disciples to to do something that was hard. Hey guys, I'm I'm inviting you to say yes to me, sending you out two by two all over Galilee, and I want you to do what I've been doing. You've been watching me do it. I've modeled it for you. You now have learned, now it's time for you to do it, By asking, tell me when you're ready because I'm ready to send you because I want you to go announce to the cities, the villages in Galilee. I want you to go announce the kingdom of God is arriving. And I want you also to be ready. When you make that announcement, you need to understand that God wants to demonstrate the arrival of the kingdom. So there's going to be sick people that say, hey, I'm sick. Would you pray for me? And so I want you to pray for them and they're going to be healed because the kingdom is arriving. And then again, you better really be prepared because... Uh, there's, there, there's, 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 a, there's a kingdom of darkness on this earth that needs to be displaced. And so when you start announcing the kingdom of God, there are going to be some evil spirits that rear their ugly heads and you need to tell those, those spirits to be quiet, come out, set people free. That demonstrates the arrival of the kingdom of God. And so six pairs of disciples went out all over Galilee and they, they did what Jesus did. They announced the kingdom. They demonstrated the kingdom with the healing of the sick and with the casting out of demons, the setting of people free. And for many, 
they, they just, the, the, there's so many people coming and going in that, that they had no leisure, no rest, and they didn't even have time to eat. And so Jesus said, hey, let's get away in a boat to a deserted place by ourselves. So you can just think about those 12 disciples. I mean, they're beginning to debrief. They had stories to tell. There would have been things that worked and things that didn't work. They were in different places. They had stories to tell each other. And now they're anticipating, oh, good, a season of rest. There's going to be solitude. There's going to be time together with my best buddies. There's going to be no crowds. There's going to be leisure kicked back by the Sea of Galilee get a suntan, and eat some food. That's that's their anticipation. Well, Jesus kind of surprised them. So in Mark 6, 33 and following, now many saw them going and recognized them. Hey, there's Jesus and the twelve. And so they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. You've got to remember, the Sea of Galilee is not a really big place. And so if they're standing in Capernaum watching Jesus and the twelve get in the boat, and they could kind of watch them go out, and then they start seeing them kind of drift down, hey, I know where they're going, and we'll walk there. And we could actually beat them there. So the crowd goes down, and when they got to the shore, they saw this great crowd, and Jesus had compassion for them instead of the twelve. Keep that in mind. Because they all look like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place. Duh. I mean, Jesus didn't know that. Come on. The hour is now very late. You don't think Jesus didn't know that? Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves something to eat. And Jesus said, what well, would have liked him to say, oh, okay, that's a great idea, guys. They said, well, you give them something to eat. You 12 give these 5,000 plus something to eat in this deserted place, late in the evening. And they said, are are you kidding? I mean, are we supposed to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? I believe there's a little sarcasm in that. This crowd, I would suggest came from the towns that the disciples just visited. The disciples just stirred up the story of Jesus, the arrival of Messiah, the arrival of God's kingdom, God setting things right, people being healed, spirits leaving, people set free. I mean, there's some good news circulating around Galilee. This crowd wants more to continue. And Jesus, when he sees this crowd getting off the boat, not ignoring that his disciples needed rest. He is moved by compassion. There's much more I need to tell you. 
about my father, about God's kingdom, about Messiah, about what's going to happen next, about how God sets things right. He's moved by compassion. So he just begins to teach. That's just his mode. Moved by compassion. Now, the 12 are moved by, and I'll leave it a blank. But remember, they're not anticipating another crowd. This is an interruption to their needed rest. When it grew late, late, it's late. They've been waiting all day. It's late. The disciples came to him and said, this is a deserted place. A deserted place is where you go for solitude, no crowds. The hour is now late. I mean, I think the emphasis is on, we've been waiting all day. Send them away. Get rid of all these people so that they may go to the surrounding towns and villages, buy themselves something to eat. And by the way, we're starving. We're hungry. And then, I mean, Jesus, this is why I love to follow Jesus. He always surprises us. He He really didn't answer them with compassion. Well, you give them something to eat. I would suggest again that the 12, they're, they're worn out, they're disappointed, they're dumbfounded. You've got, you've got to be kidding. It would cost a fortune. 200 denarii would be like a half a year's wages for an average worker. It'd be like our expression, it, it cost a million bucks. It's ridiculous. And Jesus comes back and says, well, then what do you have? And, and they might, you know, if they were to answer that right away, they might say, well, we don't got anything. We don't have the money. We're emotionally spent. We really need time. We don't have, we don't have anything. But they did a little inventory. And they found within this crowd of 5,000 plus people, five loaves and two fish. Five loaves, two fish. So Jesus ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties and taking the five loaves and the two fish. So Jesus has five loaves, two fish in his hands. He looks up to heaven. He blessed and he broke the loaves and he began to distribute to the disciples to take to the crowds of hundreds and fifties. And he divided the fish and he gave and he just kept giving out of whatever was there. Until all ate and all were satisfied. And... They took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and a fish. And those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men, which probably means there were women and children there too, so it's 5,000 plus. When needed rest is delayed, what does Jesus do? One, he changes the focus from this huge crowd 
to groups of 150. Again, I would suggest because of the oriental world that these people sat with, they're not groups of hundreds and fifties of strangers. So the people from Zabobde in northern Galilee got together. Or the people from Nazareth got together. Or the family of so-and-so got together. So these would have been families that got together. And then I might suggest that as the disciples begin to take what Jesus gave them and to distribute them, they actually connected with the towns that they'd just been in. With the people that they just met. And the focus now changes from just this, this faceless crowd of 5,000 to, oh, we were just there announcing the kingdom of God. We were just there demonstrating the kingdom of God. We were just there healing the sick and casting out things. This is that we ate in your home. So that, that begins to change the whole scenario of what's happening here. And Jesus invited those 12 to serve the 5,000 with what they had, not what they did not have. That is, that's so, so important to get. God doesn't expect them or us to do for others from what we don't have. His hope is, give me what you got. If you give me what you got, then we can do something with that. God can do something really like miraculous. You know, if you're wondering, do I really think 5,000 plus people ate from two fish and five loaves? Yes. Yes. This is a miracle. This is the kingdom of God breaking into the earth, destroying all the rules of things. Yes. This isn't something everybody started breaking out their sack lunch and sharing with everybody. This is an actual multiplication of bread and fish. I, do I know how he did it? No, I don't know how he did it. Do I believe he did it? Yes. And I believe that if we'll give him what we got, he can multiply it and do much more. How are we going to take care of 12,200 people to listen to our podcast? We, we can't. But what do we got? What can we give him? The actions of the 12, I think, moved from being restless. I think they were a bit bitter when they showed up and Jesus took his attention off of them and put it on the, the 5,000 plus. I believe that they were disappointed because they were, they were really tired. They were ready for a break. But Jesus, by focusing them on the smaller groups of people that they probably already had connection with, he allowed them to share in his compassion. People, And they also got to witness. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being one of the 12? And I, again, I would just partner up, the two of them. You know, they, they have these, I don't, have, I don't know what they, I don't know how they, I don't know how this worked. We don't get that much detail. So you'd have to have to use some creative imagination. So my, maybe somebody had a basket. Okay. And they go, they keep going, they keep going back to Jesus. They're just, they keep being more. Don't you think that if they just kept going back, that don't you like they're they're like how this this just blows my mind. Because it there just keeps being enough. And they're getting to serve it. So what do you think that did to those 12 people? 
This is incredible. We're witnessing this happen. And we don't, again, we don't know how he's doing this. It's not magic. It's just God's economy at work. So it, you know, they're getting to witness this. And at the end of it, everybody ate. And I would say including the 12 that were hungry. And they were filled. They were satisfied. And then they picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces of bread and fish. Remember, the disciples anticipated solitude, time together, no crowds, leisure, and food. I would suggest that what they received was just a reversal of the order. Jesus gave them food first. And then they had solitudes. The crowds went home. Then they had time together. And then they had leisure in that time together. And they learned things that they would not have learned if their rest had not been delayed. I think it's two lessons, probably more, but the two that came to my mind is compassion for others can always delay rest. If my rhythm of rest is interrupted because of compassion, that's okay. If our rhythm as a community is interrupted because of compassion, that's okay. Compassion is extremely important to God and to people that represent God. If we lose compassion, we're never going to find rest. (laughs) The other is our emptiness, our lack, becomes the Holy Spirit's domain for provision, abundance, and rest. Now, I would like to underscore that the abundance there is not, okay, Jesus, here's my one dollar. Now you're going to give me money now, right? Notice that the provision is for others. It included the 12. They were included in that. But this is not the divine slot machine. Our emptiness and our lack becomes the Holy Spirit's domain for provision. Abundance for us, for others. For us, for others. For us, for the sake of others. We, we are a people that always exist for others, not for ourselves. And So, Noel, thank you. We want to find our rhythm of rest. Each of us, we want to find that rhythm of rest. Our business is not going to stop. Technology is not going to stop. The newest thing is going to come out soon. And it's going to be the next temptation to keep us from rest. So, we individually... As families, as a community, we got to find that rhythm, rhythm of rest. But then we also have, there's, there's something we've got to recognize. There are times that Jesus will delay that rest because something of compassion must happen. 
And so when that rest is delayed by Jesus, I really believe we have got to learn that our emptiness, that our lack of resource provides the Holy Spirit the domain to bring provision for us through us, abundance for us through us, and rest for us and through us. So that's why I asked you to hold on to some things. Because I wanted you to have the opportunity to experience what I believe is the truth that's being taught by this story. So I'm going to come back to, we have the opportunity to go out two by two. And it's true, I, I, want to be, I want to be absolutely positive. I've passed this around three weeks and only three people have signed up. And I'm not happy about that. Because I don't think that's healthy. But I do think that probably part of it is, well, I'm already busy enough. My schedule already full. Or, you got it, me, I'm going out. I mean, I might have to talk to somebody about Jesus. I don't know how to do that. Emptiness and busyness. I want you to think about it in light of what we've just talked about. If, if you're willing for the invitation, this isn't the commissioning, this is just the invitation. Would you be interested in hearing more about us going out two by two into our neighborhood in inviting the Holy Spirit to announce the kingdom of God to our communities, our cities. Okay? So I'm going to repass this. Anybody have a pen that we could attach to this? I, I failed. Thank you, Shana. Okay, good. That, you know, confession is good. So, think about it thoughtfully. Again, I'm not trying to force you. I'm just asking you to put a principle into practice, Okay? Now, on that piece of paper that's blank, that's a prayer request. Again, I would just like to suggest to you that our emptiness and our lack is is the domain of the Holy Spirit. And so that if in our lives things are not going quite the way we really want them to, that's really like okay. Because that's how God begins to help us. But if we can't drop the guard and put something on a piece of paper and let people pray for us, again, there's not going to be rest in that. We're going to just keep struggling. So I want you to look at that blank piece of paper. And I, is there a way that our, 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 our team, our prayer team can pray for you? Is there a lack? Is there an emptiness? Is there a way we can support you? We want to do that. Now, all we ask is you put your name on there and a request. So take a moment. Again, you may have to share pins if you don't have pins. Do that. And the last has to do with our, our giving, our, our tithing, our offering. Folks, we're never going to have enough to do what Jesus has asked us to do. And so what we have to do is hear what Jesus said to the disciples. Well, bring me what you got. So for every family that considers this 
to be their home church, all Jesus is saying is, what do you have to contribute? Now, I love to remind us that the largest contributor in the Bible was a widow that gave a penny. Because that's what she had. So this isn't about big checks or big gifts. It's, it's about this is what I have to give. This is my contribution. And, and it, I would be delinquent if I didn't just to continue to encourage every family to give something financially. It's important. Because again... I mean, I don't know if my, my budget ever balances. I seem to always be in the red. So I, I'm not sure that I, if I just wait for everything to be in black, I'm not sure I've, I'm ever going to get there so then I can give. So I've learned the value of giving, not because I have abundance, though I really do, but because... It's my way of saying, I trust. here's what I got. I trust you. I want you to be my provision. I want God to be our provider in our local community. So again, that's why I wanted to wait. I feel like it's a way that we can live out the principle that's being taught. What do you have? What do you have to give? By way of need... What do you have by way of being willing to risk something new and going out two by two? What do you have to give financially towards what this community is doing in trying to announce the kingdom of God to our generation? So just take a moment. Holy Spirit, This is really your opportunity to impress upon us your truth. It's your opportunity to empower us to respond to what you're teaching us from the Word of God. And so, Lord, I ask that this principle, our emptiness, our lack, can become your domain for provision and abundance and rest. I I ask that you would activate that in all of our lives in practical ways this morning through being willing to volunteer to go out two by two, to be willing to, 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 to write out a prayer request to, in an area that we need help and just haven't been willing to drop our guard. Lord, I pray for each of us as families to be able to look at our finances and say, well, Jesus, this, this is what we have to contribute to River City Vineyard. Lord, we invite you to empower us to live out this truth. And I truthfully believe, Lord, on the other side of that is the rest, the rest that we so desperately need and want. So, Lord, bless us. by empowering us in your name. Amen. So let's let the basket pass along. Please deposit in that what you wish. 
Let's let it make itself our way around the room, and then I'll be glad to send us out with a blessing. <laughs>